Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These are the Casey Tapes. You, man, and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Casey, the longest running rock station in the country. Welcome back to Casey Tapes, to the podcast that I do, John Euler, along with the mighty Favaz. Hello, you, man. Yeah, we're uh, the morning show team on the Casey Morning Rock Show. And today's interview is one that I did back in 1984 with Trevor Rabin of Yes. And he had joined Yes back in the early 80s and helped transform the band into what it was in the 70s into what it became in the 80s, which was a mega superstar successful album. Huge band. Yeah. 90125. Uh, he wrote. I, I I would love to see if he if he wrote all the songs or co-wrote all the songs mm. on that. I mean, he was um, just amazing. Yeah, he was. He was. He was definitely a, a major player in putting together that uh, version of Yes. So let's get into the interview. It's uh, now we've had Trevor Rabin on the the show before. You interviewed him. He was a solo artist at that time. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, he was with uh, Anderson. What, what was that band called? Anderson. Uh, uh, Wakeman and, w- Wakeman and, and Rabin. And, uh, ARW. It yeah. was Anderson, Rabin, yeah. and Wakeman. Yeah. And I interviewed him at the uh, in the in the basement of the Fox Theater, and it was a thrill to meet him at that time. You know, I mean, he's a he's a uh, you know a very smart guy, and he wrote a lot of soundtracks and things like that. And it was great to interview him then. And uh, this one. Was like I said, right after you know nine zero one two five came out, it sh- it should be a uh, it should be really interesting to hear him talk about yes. Yeah, let's see what he has to say. There we go. As I promised, on the phone with me all the way from oh. Chicago. Oh, and this was live on the on the air. Mm-hmm. This was recorded live on the air. Mm-hmm. Hi, is Trevor Rabin of Yes. Trevor, uh, how are things going so far on this tour? Uh, great, John. We've had a we're great question. A real good time. Yeah. Uh, the show's really getting together and. Uh, Bands us. Sorry for the loud buzz in there. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? It's an old tape. It's, it's on reel to reel. It's on reel to reel, yeah. There's been a great response, and the audiences have been great, so we're having a good time. Okay, first, for those of us who followed your solo career a bit, as a solo artist, you played most of the instruments on your solo LPs. Yeah. Were you into producing at that time on a heavy basis? I mean, is that all you wanted to do? Because that's a lot of work. Yeah, well, I was producing a lot at the time. I produced uh, Manfred Mann's Chance album, and within a year, Wild Horses album, and an Al McCullough album, who's a f- like a funky black singer. And um, plus my album, so I was, I was doing a lot of recording. I recorded, you know, so I was doing like kind of four albums a year, and uh, one of them was mine, and the rest was producing. I also played on all the albums I produced. So, um,. This was quite a departure from doing that. Well, that buzz. That buzz. If I wouldn't have said anything, maybe we wouldn't have noticed it. <laughs> oh, I think we would have noticed it. <laughs> Sorry about that, folks, but you can still hear him. Ah, so it's uh, gone away while we talk. Yeah. Ah, a, okay. well, we'll talk every once in a while just to give you a break from All the buzz. Right. All right. Here we, we go. We're concentrating ah. solely on one project over a long period of time. So the early part of your career, you were more into producing LPs and the technical end of of music than you were, say, being a rock star? 
Um, well, in a way, yes. Um, although, you know, obviously I, I, my priority was to do my own albums and to get those right. Um, the producing thing was just, you know, I, I, I like working a lot. And, and as a solo artist, we did play uh, Trevor Rabin's solo music. He's got a few Casey classics that way, just as himself. What's that one that I absolutely Finding love? Finding me a way back home. Yeah, that one. But he didn't have another one, too? Yeah, there's another one. Yeah, uh, Trevor Rabin. Um, oh, now. Gosh. Now. Love that yeah, song. Yeah, love that's that. good. Yeah. Um, you know, when, you, when you're approached by a project, which is so interesting, like, what, you know, Manfred's, for example, it's, you know, it's hard to turn things like that down. Like what went, for example? I, I I was looking up when 90125 came out. It came out right right before this. this interview. Yeah. yeah. Approached by a project which is so interesting, like what we you know, Manfred's, for example. It's, you know, it's hard to turn things like that. Manfred? I don't know. I don't know. And yet you had nothing to do with the production of the Yes album, 90125. Trevor Horn was the producer. Well, yeah, he was he was a producer, but um, the reason we got a producer in was because I'm a producer, and uh, Chris has, has produced a couple of things, and we thought rather than do the production intern, you know, internally in the band, get get a producer in more as an arbitrator. Although Trevor Horn, you know, contributed uh, a lot of pretty nice things to the album, but we sort of did it all together. Trevor Rabin of Yes is my guest here in KC95, and Trevor. Being a new member of Yes, were you always a fan of the band in the uh, 70s and uh, early 80s? Good question. You, good question. And uh, Pause from I the mean, buzz. And oh. It's, oh, oh, yeah. <sighs> okay. What were you going to say? I don't know. Oh. I always listened to the band. I always liked what they were doing. Um, not Obviously not all of it, but um, most of it, I thought, you know, they were innovative. Some of it not was all shit. Of it. Yes. yes. <laughs> They've been very creative, and they always led led the sheep. How did you become a part of Yes? Well, I didn't actually, it, it was quite a slow thing. I've been, we've been together now for about two years. Well, Chris, myself, uh, Tony Kay and Alan um, have been together for about two years. We started off just with the four of us and I was going to sing and Chris was going to sing and we were going to call the band Cinema and we actually went into the studio with Trevor Horn. Cinnamon. Right. Cinema. Oh, cinema, that's right. You remember this story? I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, cinema. And then John Anderson came in, and they were like, well, we got to call it yes. That's right. Forgot about that. Yeah. Um, with that in mind. And they put out an album. Uh, cinema put yes. out an album. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd written, you know, I'd written a whole load of songs which were going to go on a solo album. And um, those are the songs which, you know, they were available. So we just rehearsed all those songs, and that's basically what went on the album. And about three months before the end of the album, Chris and I had a talk and Trevor Horn and we decided it might be a nice idea to get John uh, to come in and guest on a couple of songs. John he, Anderson. Yeah. And um, he came in and it's, it really sounded good. So um, we invited him to join the band and uh, he was really into it. And the only thing which changed was hearing his voice on the stuff made it sound so obviously like yes. That it would have been <laughs> stupid to call it anything else. So it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't the kind of thing where I got a call, do you want to come and join mm-hmm. Yes? You know, it, it happened over quite a long period of time. Interesting. Great explanation of yeah. how Yes... We heard ref- it directly from him. Yeah, reformed to uh, go on that great run in yeah. the uh, mid to late 1980s. I, I checked. Trevor Rabin gets credit for 
writing every song on the album. Does he? A part of, as, as with others. Co- you know. co- he co-wrote. Yeah, co-wrote. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And it happened in the reverse way that we might think it, it happened. Yeah, exactly. That's very interesting. Yeah. Um, yes, fans, of course, like the long songs of, uh, of the band in the mid-70s and late-70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, yes, if, if any band was more stereotyped for a band that put out long songs, it was Yes. And uh, that was uh, very appealing to Yes fans. Now, here in the 80s, you don't see that happening very often. So how were you able to get that compromise together, the music of Yes of the 70s and the music of Yes of the 80s, in order to achieve the sound you have today? Very deep question. Wow, you really thought these out. Very deep. Well prepared. Wow, gosh, you are super. And again, relief from the buzz. Okay, let's get back to it. (laughs) Well, I think... One of the fundamental things which we all had in common was that we definitely wanted to do something new and, you know, not to sort of rely on what, you know, the band uh, had done in the past. And um, one of the things that interested me about the band initially was I hadn't done, I also used to do a lot of movie scores and, you know, I'm I'm a conductor as well and a ranger. And uh, I used to do a lot of movie scores with big orchestras and I thought, well, it might be a nice idea to you know, to go a little left field with a band like this if they're into doing something new and, um, you know, use technology but, with, you know, in the right sort of arrangement format. And uh, so we all had the same sort of thing in common to use the most modern equipment possible and get the most bizarre sounds and arrange things slightly differently. In a condensed package. Yeah, yeah. Four-minute songs. Well, exactly, and you know, to get away from the uh, the nine-minute songs. Although there is one on the album, mostly the songs are pretty concise and, um, as you say, compact. Yeah, I was going to say there are a couple that do have some length to them. Changes is six minutes and sixteen seconds, something like very that. Very good, you man. Very good, you knew long. that. What, what, what? You, you knew changes was six minutes and sixteen seconds. That's yeah. what I have on here. Yeah. So you yeah. knew that back in nineteen eighty-four. Very good. Well, I had to have okay. the album in my hands. Probably here's another one that's fairly long. Hearts seven thirty-four. Let's see if yeah. you mentioned that. No, we, I don't think we did. You don't. Yeah, right, right. Okay, are you at all surprised with the success of Yes? Well, I'm, I'm surprised in, in a way because um, I, I remember actually uh, before before I even joined the band taking Under the Lonely Heart, which I wrote a couple of years back, taking it uh, into the record company I was going to be signing to. We won't mention any names. And the guy saying, well, you know, this one, we shouldn't put this on the album. It wouldn't happen, you know. It uh, doesn't wow. sound like a hit to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we did the song and it went to number one. So... I, I, I always thought it was a strong contender for a single, but, um, you know, obviously it's a great surprise when, you know, when a record goes to number one, especially as it's everyone's first number one. Trevor Rabin of Yes Is My Guest. We're going to play a song and then come back. Did you hear that? He said, especially when it's everyone's first number one. So that song... Owner of a Lonely Heart. Owner of a Lonely Heart was the first number one yes. song for Yes oh, ever, yes. period. Period. Wow. Mm-hmm talk a little bit more uh, to Trevor about the LP, 90125, and about the tour, which is uh, in, I guess you're about in the middle of the tour, are you not? Uh, well, no, we're actually um, one week into it, so it's uh, we, we're not tired yet. We, we're rearing to go. Okay, very good. Uh, the song is Owner of a Lonely Heart from 90125. Yes, on Casey Radio. Oh, there's music in this. Okay. Pause. Well, maybe not the whole song, though. Yeah. KC95, St. Louis's Best Rock, 
And you just heard from Yes in the song Owner of a Lonely Heart. Trevor Rabin of Yes is on the phone with me. Hey, the buzz calmed down. Hey, what did you do? I don't know. Kick it? I don't know. We've been talking with Trevor for about 10 minutes or so. We're going to continue our conversation in 60 seconds. Well, my weekend's just got shorter. This is KC95, and as I mentioned on the phone with me from Chicago, Illinois, is Trevor Rabin of Yes, the newest member of the and team. There's the buzz. Yeah, there it's it is. Back. It's coming back. <laughs> it's going to hit. That means it's, it's on his, his end. end. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes. Trevor, we were talking off the air about your solo LPs, if I can revert back to those here quickly. And you were mentioning how uh, the um, the tip sheets in the trade magazines always showed St. Louis as a city that was into your music, as Casey is a station that played your music all the time. And I told you that we still have the albums in the studio here. And you said you don't even have copies of them. Yeah, I, I, what happens is, um, you know, people come around and they want an album. And, you, you know, I'm just constantly giving out albums. And um, I think I have about three albums out of all the albums I've done. Um, so I, I don't have any of my solo records at home. So maybe when I come to the radio station, I can borrow them. <laughs> You're a kind-hearted man. You gave them all away. <laughs> okay, um, on the 90125 LP, the, the new Yes album, you have a hand in writing every song. Yeah. Well, as I said... We told you that already. You answered your own question. <laughs> said, uh, John, what happened was when, when we first got together, I had written tons. I have a studio at home, and I'd finished writing... Oh, dozens of songs um, which were, which I was going to use on a solo project. Right. Can you imagine just sitting around writing dozens of songs? Amazing. He wrote a number one. He doesn't even know at that yeah, time. Yeah. You know? Well, the one song that's on the next album, um, Love Will Find a Way, he wrote and, and uh, wanted to give it to Stevie Nicks. He wrote it with her in mind. Really? Yeah. That's a great and, song, uh, Yeah, too. and the guys in the band said, no, this is too good of a song. Don't give it to her. <laughs> and good thing they didn't. Yeah. And uh, when Chris approached me, um, the songs we the songs we we got into were largely, you know, from that catalogue. So um, a lot of them were used, and uh, you know that's where all the songs came mm-hmm. from. Now the start of your tour of the Yes tour was delayed a bit. Why was that? Well, the delay happened because I I went to Miami for 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 because I got this strange disease called COVID. COVID-19. No, that was back in 1984. <laughs> if anything, you got an STD. And my doctor said that I was <laughs> going to be okay, but it would come back in 2020. Mm. No. Five days before starting rehearsals. We were supposed to rehearse for three to four weeks. And um, I was in the swimming pool in Miami, and someone came down the slide, a lady came down the slide in the swimming pool, and feet first into my stomach. Ouch. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and um, I was in hospital for a couple of weeks. I had my, I had surgery and I had my spleen removed. Holy cow. Did you know that? Uh-uh. I didn't know that. any of this. She came down the sliding Feet board first. Slammed into his stomach and he had to have his spleen removed. Oh my. <coughs> wow. <coughs> so um, that what? laid the tour back a while. Um, it also cut down rehearsal time from three weeks to one week, which was actually, it's, I, I like that, you know, it's. I like the pressure of that. It means we've got to get out, get on with it. And you're not going to have an opening act on the tour, so it's it's all yes when people come to see you Sunday night at Keele Auditorium. Yeah. Well, what happened was uh, we were thinking of a, uh, an opening act, but because of the way the stage has been designed, it would have been, it really would have been impossible to do um, to have a support band. Mm-hmm. Um, although we would have liked one. 
We hit a. Hmm, I wonder what that design could have been. Why couldn't? Did you, you see this them on this tour? I don't remember. Oh. I don't remember. But hmm. I was a yes fan, so I probably went. Hmm. I don't know. I know. I do. I remember. I think I did see them uh, in this version of Yes. I don't know if it was on this particular tour or what. Hmm. But uh, yeah. I saw him in the, the original version of Yes back right. in the 70s. Right. Story here that Berlin was a bit upset about that. Has that all been taken care of? Um, I think so. I'm, I heard they were upset, and, you know, they, they do what they do real well, and, you know, it's just unfortunate that it happened. But we, so Berlin was the band that was, was the band, open. yes. Mm-hmm. We do have a support, support act, and um, it's going down a storm everywhere we go. Um, what we've done is we've got incredibly um, good soundtracks um, with ex- extremely sharp picture on Bugs Bunny, and we've got like the, the best Bugs Bunny um, shorts that we could find, and um, so it's like uh, oh, they were playing those during the con- or before the concert I, or something, yeah. or in between the yeah. opening act. Or there's yeah. no opening act. No rock, yeah. rock Bugs Bunny. You know. Oh my gosh, you're talking to a Bugs Bunny freak. Yeah, I, I, we love it. Actually, I try and hide Did out. Did you like Bugs Bunny? I love John. Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. I was, like I like Bugs. Yeah, too. He was awesome. He's yeah. a wise guy, but. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, he was smart. Yeah, he outsmarted everybody. Mel LeBlanc and those voices that he did were just spot yeah. on. Yeah. They were awesome. Yeah, you said LeBlanc, right? LeBlanc? No, I thought it was Mel Blanc. Oh, Mel, Mel Blanc. Blanc. Just Mel Blanc. I was thinking of LeBlanc, yeah, the guy from were. Friends. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Your favorite TV show. Yeah, there was a singing duo, LeBlanc and somebody else too back in the days. Right. Yeah. The auditorium, so nice to watch it. It's just amazing, and the response is incredible. So this weekend, I'll get to see him on Saturday morning and Sunday night at the Yes concert. Exactly. In- incredible. <laughs> Going down as well as the... I guess I went. <laughs> Very good. Bugs has always been cool. Yeah. Trevor, I thank you for calling Casey Radio, and uh, when you come in town, if you have some time to stop by, feel free to do so. I know you're busy, but if, if it does happen, feel free. Thank you for the call, and, and good luck to you. Well, thanks, John, and... I'm looking forward to seeing everyone in St. Louis. Very good. This song is Changes Now from 90125. Yes, on KG Radio. <clears throat> All right, there you go. Well, that was interesting. Yeah. Especially that whole story about how the, the tour got delayed. Because yeah, of the... I had no idea. Feet first. Yeah, never heard of that before. Wow. wow. That's one of the reasons why we dig these old interviews up. You find out some things that you totally forgot about. I love the timing of that one because that was done right uh, after 90125 came out and there was their their first time in that configuration coming to st louis which yeah. Is great yeah. yeah all right on twitter you can follow me uh i'm uh johnny no i'm a stlu man on twitter and on instagram i'm johnny hewlett and just follow me all right that's a- it amf see you later bye the casey tapes with you man and favaz for more on the history of casey go to casey 95.com or the casey mobile app